Hey all, I'm Kevin Kaufman, one half of the Kevin and Fred Show. This is our podcast and we thank you so much for listening to it, where we bring you real estate information five days a week. On Monday, I interview an expert in the industry. On Tuesday, we bring to you the industry headlines, all of the happenings over the last seven days going on in the industry. On Wednesdays and Fridays, we bring you a segment called iMinute, which is all about the iBuyer space in a short one to two minute format. And on Thursdays, we bring to you our weekly business tips. So sit back, relax, enjoy the podcast. We would love to hear your feedback. Welcome to the Kevin and Fred Show. Hey guys, Kevin here, your host of the Kevin and Fred Show. Um, well, I'm just going to say it. This is an episode that I recorded, gosh, a couple, about a month or so ago, maybe actually closer to two months with the founder and CEO of a company called Fleck, which is a new, I'm going to say way to purchase a home. I don't want to call it a mortgage. Um, it's interesting. Um, the tone you hear in my voice is because of just dealing with this coronavirus stuff that's going on. I, um, considered whether or not I should even air this episode right now. It seems kind of weird, but at the same time, I think some normalcy is probably needed. Um, we've all been dealing with this stuff at different levels. Um, so hopefully this offers some insight into, um, the mind of some of the really cool people out there, whether or not you like this product or not, doesn't matter. Um, Todd, the, uh, CEO founder that I interview here, is a smart guy. He thinks about things differently and is just, uh, while it's not relevant right now with this coronavirus scare going on and all the stuff that's going on in the economy, I think it's cool to always dig into the mind of people that think so much differently than the rest of us. So I hope you enjoy it. Uh, and on that note, if there's anything we can do for you, please reach out. Do not hesitate. You can find me on Facebook. Um, you can find us at our website, kevinandfred.com. There's a contact us form there. It comes straight to me and Fred. If you need help, if you need to talk, um, if there's something we can do to help you with your business, let us know. Um, if you have some time, take a look at our new website at, called remarginyourbusiness.com. Remarginyourbusiness.com. It's a project we've actually been working on for quite a while. The timing of when it was ready to go live is pretty interesting, all things considered. So um, but Hey, we just want to help some people. And, uh, if there's something we can do for you, we'd love to help. So reach out kevinandfred.com or remarginyourbusiness.com. Enjoy this episode. Do me a favor, share this with somebody, share the podcast. We would love to have a review from you on iTunes, hopefully five stars. Um, and we'd love to have you share this wherever you're listening. Thanks so much. And now to the show. All right, Next Level Podcast listeners, we're back, and I'm excited today. Um, today, I am joined by Todd Shearer, who uh, is the um, founder um, of a company called Fleck, which is how, which is how we ended up on this conversation together, because uh, you might recall we mentioned the company on a recent episode of Industry Headlines, and so in the effort of kind of learning more about what's going on in the real estate world, especially when it comes to tech and fintech and, and just the changes overall in what's happening in, in our industry, I thought it'd be cool to kind of dive in a little bit and uh, hear from Todd himself. So Todd, welcome to the uh, Kevin and Fred's Next Level podcast. I appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule. No, I appreciate the opportunity to talk about us. 
Yeah, well, I uh, I know as a founder, um, you, I'm sure you, you're very busy. So I just want to let you know, we definitely repre- appreciate and respect your time. Um, why don't we start with, I, I obviously, I want to dig into Fleck. And that's, you know, the bulk of what I'd like to chat about today. But rather than going straight into that, tell us a little bit of how we got here today. Tell us about your your story, Todd, and in the um, in the financial world and in real estate world. Like, how, how did we end up here today? Sure. So I've actually been in real estate and real estate finance mortgages, you know, for almost 25 years now. And it scares me to even say that. But, um, you know, I've seen, you know, now several different cycles. And I was at uh, Countrywide uh, Securities Corp, the broker dealer for Countrywide Home Loans leading up until, you know, 2008. Uh, After 2008, I left uh, Countrywide and joined the hedge fund actually. And so, you know, I was going through buying MBS and other distressed mortgage-backed assets. Uh, I launched my own hedge fund in 2012 called Illumination Asset Management. Um, And now we're, you know, kind of embarking on FLEC, um, which is kind of a, you know, a culmination of the journey. Um, You know, I'm asked a lot about, uh, you know, what is the aha moment or when you decide that you're going to, you know, fight something as entrenched as the mortgage uh, in buying real estate, you know, what was, you know, what, why were you blunting your head against this to, you know, to bring it? And, you know, I'd love to tell you it was some, you know, personal tra- you know, tragedy or something along those lines. But, you know, there were a series of kind of aha moments and, you know, that really kind of led up to this. But, you know, I was, you know, again, at Countrywide in 2005 and I had just bought a condo in Santa Monica, California. And, you know, my partner on the desk, you know, kind of, you know, about six months after I bought it said, uh, you know, you know that, in, you know, two years, I'm going to buy your condo for half what you paid for it. And I said, yeah, but you're going to have to do it in all cash. Um, we had no idea that, you know, obviously 2008 was going to roll through and, and do it as deeply as it did. But, you know, it, that's still a moment that resonates with me. Um, you know, that was probably the first moment of a light bulb going on. I just didn't realize it was a light bulb yet. Um, and, you know, was, I was at uh, Illumination you know, we were looking at uh, a way to refinance people who were stuck in contract for deeds. And, you know, contract for deeds are generally the most egregious form of housing finance ever created. And, you know, they were the big target of the CFPB, several million dollar fines being levied. And we were trying to figure out a way to help those people out into a different, uh, into a different product. And that was really where Alliance 1.0, you know, was kind of uh, germinated. Um, ultimately, we didn't do a whole lot with that. You know, there was issues with us getting in and people wanting to just take all of the contract for deeds off their books, and we didn't want to deal with that. But um, that's really where it became. You know, it focused on what is a sustainable way to get people into home ownership. And you know, the challenge of home ownership has always been has always been thought of as basically being in two dynamics. You know, one is affordability, and one is attainability. Meaning, can I get a mortgage? Is the economy good? You know, is credit prevalent? And affordability has always been thought about at just point of sale time, right? How much money do I have to put down to get into the home that I want to look at? And, you know, the Alliance 1.0 from the contract for deed perspective kind of morphed into what we're doing today as we started thinking along a lot different lines. You know, affordability can't just be thought about as getting people into the home. Right. What are we doing for people who, you know, have that major repair, like they stretch to get an FHA loan because they want to own the home? What happens when, you know, the hot water heater breaks, right? They, 
you know, there's a 2017 Fed study that said the average American family can't afford a $400 bill without having to borrow or sell something. Um, you know, that may have been a little exaggerated, but the point being is, you know, people are still too much living on a shoestring. So we wanted to think about affordability over the life course. And as we looked at, you know, millennials saying, you know, look, we're just not taking up housing. I, I you know, they were just getting to their formative years in 2008, seeing their parents' equity being wiped out. They have a de general distrust for banks and financial structures. And we said, well, what, what makes sense to them? What in their life makes sense? And so we wanted to add another four metrics to the, the hurdles of housing, you know, which are flexibility, portability, sustainability, and convenience. And for us, flexibility is, although you do have to make, uh, you know, an initial equity contribution, which is similar to a down payment, once you make that, you never have to buy a slice of equity with us again. If you want to be a renter in perpetuity in your home, that's fine. We're okay with that. You know, we want to give you that optionality, but we also want to give the optionality that you can buy some or all of your home from us at any time at a known price. Okay. We also wanted to make it. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, so uh, sorry to cut you off there, but so I'm, cur I'm curious about that. Tell us, tell us, let's walk through that. Like, so what are the steps or how, how does, how does the, the FLEC program work or your product, if you will. Um, it's funny because when I first read about you guys, my, my lender uh, who, who I work with here in the Phoenix area, my real estate business sent it to me. And I, you know, obviously the headline was, you know, buy a house without a mortgage, you know? And, and I was like, well, okay, that's interesting. Tell me more. And uh, so I, I truly, I'm interested in learning more about this. So give us the overview, if you will, of what is this program? What's it like? And, and I'd love to kind of just dig into a little bit of the detail. Sure. So the, the Alliance is essentially a partnership between us and our customer. We call them members. And so in the Alliance, they go and find the home that they wish to live. So this isn't, you have to look at what's available for rent. Any home that's available on the MLS, Zillow, wherever you're coming about, the, you know, the housing product is available. And what we do is then we're going to, you know, do a, a credit application. We call it Rental Plus. We're really more focusing on what's the likelihood of you surviving a three-year lease with us because that's your initial term. And so once we get beyond that, we look a little bit closer at your credit. We determine how much your initial credit contribution needs to be to the partnership. And then we say, okay, well, you want to buy 123 Main Street. Uh, it's listed for sale for $100,000. We think monthly rent on that would be $1,000. We would require a 5% initial capital uh, contribution on your part to the partnership. And if you want to move forward, then we would start the, the process of getting the traditional appraisal, having a home inspector go out and make sure that the home's in good condition and setting up the legal framework for the partnership. And once that happens, we come in and we'll bid the home for cash. Okay. So let, let me ask you this. So, cause you, you mentioned something earlier, so I'm, I'm going to hop around a little bit. Um, so sure, let's say, let's say somebody does it, they identify this house. It's, you know, it's the hundred thousand dollar house on main street that you just mentioned. Um, and so they've got this initial equity into that home, but let's say four years, five years down the road, they go, you know what? I don't want to live in, you know, wherever you can buy a home for a hundred thousand. I don't want to live in Tulsa. <laughs> I, I want to move to Tucson, Arizona, or I want to move to sure. wherever. So did, are they, do they have to sell their partnership, their, their portion of the partnership? What does that look like? Right. So again, so they can move from Tulsa to Tucson in a variety of different ways, right? They always have the right to sell the home subject to our right of first refusal. 
And what that really means is we need to protect ourselves that you're not going to sell it to your brother, Bob, at 50 cents on the dollar and expect us to take a loss on it. Right. But in practicality, we know no realtor is going to work on selling a home that's subject to a rofer. Right. Well, why am I going to spend all this time and have someone take it out from under me? So in practice, what that is, is a sell above price. So if you can sell it above X price, we'll agree to pre-waive the rofer. You know, then you can move forward with the transaction. We would be working with them and their choice of realtor. We don't mandate they work with anyone in particular, even though FLEC does have to be licensed as a real estate broker in jurisdictions that we operate. So you don't have to work with us. You can work with whomever you want, and we'll work on that sell above price. The other part, as you mentioned, we do offer equity portability. And so depending on whether, it, again, certain states will be done a little bit different, whether it's an LLC or a trust, uh, what happens is you essentially port your equity into that new home. And so in some cases, yeah, you'd be essentially selling your capital back to us, depositing it in a new LLC in Tucson uh, that you were moving to, you'd begin a new alliance, but you don't have any selling costs. So you're not paying, you know, the five and a, five, five and a half, six percent selling costs. You're literally paying for a new application fee and then you're picking up and moving. And we call that frictionless moving. So you're not burdened with it. We take back the property. We decide whether it's going to become a rental. We decide whether or not we're going to sell the home. We'll deal with the disposition of that asset going forward. But what happened for you is if you build up, you know, $10,000 in your home in, in Tulsa, you'll port immediately with 10,000 in Tucson. And assuming that, you know, your house in Tucson is 200,000, it would be the same 5% down payment. There's no more cash that you need to contribute to the into the into the partnership in the Tucson home. We will have obviously agreed on a rent on your Tucson home going forward. And literally you're just moving into, into that home. Um, importantly, all of these things are on sliding scales, meaning, and what I mean by that is, you know, we focus on the fact and we've got a lot of questions about, well, how does the rental payment compare if I can get a mortgage? And the answer is it really doesn't because obviously your rental payment is generally going to be higher than your mortgage payment in this day and age but you only have to rent the portion of the home you don't own. So if you own 10% and the, you know, the rent in our example earlier was $1,000, you would be paying me $900 a month in rent and you would be responsible for only 10% of the ownership costs. So taxes, homeowners insurance, repairs, all of that, you're only paying 10% of that. Every dollar that you contribute to the partnership buys a dollar of equity and effectively increases your ownership costs, but reduces your rent going forward, not just in your new lease, but next month. So if, you know, again, it was $1,000 and you own 10%, you paid 900. If you bought another 1% of the home, next month that your rent would be $890. And importantly, ownership costs are merely pass-throughs. We pay the same amount of on the opposite side, right? So if you're paying 10% of the ownership costs, we're paying 90%. Those are all pass-throughs. You know, we do have a profit motivation in the rent. So every dollar you put in is taking, you know, a, a cent out of the transaction forever, basically. So every dollar you put in does reduce the total cost of the transaction. And then obviously for, you know, the, we don't think of ourselves on terms of the mortgage, again, because of, you know, what happens when something breaks down in your house, right? You've got to get on Yelp, Angie's List, you know, wherever you're going to find the plumber, electrician, whatever, you're calling your dedicated property manager who's then selling, sending out a licensed bonded contractor to handle the repair. So you're not thinking about it at 2 a.m. All of that is then provided as part of the bargain 
um, you know, with the Fleck Alliance. Okay. So that kind of like, that would work similar to like a traditional rental, like, Hey, my washing machine breaks down. So you call the landlord or you call the property manager and they, they fix it. You don't, you're not necessarily going to Home Depot or Lowe's tomorrow to go buy a new washing machine yourself. Yeah, a hundred percent. And that, and that's, and that's, I guess, an important point. I mean, what we've done in creating the Alliance is we've taken pieces of home ownership. We've taken pieces of rentals. Some people think we've shared stuff from timeshares with the fractional, you know, kind of ownership. And we've created what we think is a, you know, a completely new structure. I mean, I've, I've said, you know, you know, people have asked, well, what's the difference between, you know, a mortgage and an Alliance? And, you know, it was kind of an off the cuff, somewhat glib answer, but it's very true. You know, a mortgage is a way to buy a home. The Alliance is a new way to experience home ownership. I mean, this is just a completely different model of anything that's been done before. Yeah, it's, it's extremely different. Let me, let me ask you this, because I, I, I don't know mm-hmm. why this just didn't dawn on me till uh, a couple seconds ago, but um, if there's no mortgage, there's no mortgage interest deduction. However, I know if you're a landlord, there's, you, can, you, can, um, you can depreciate the property. If I own right. what, whatever that is, 10% of the equity, do I, does that mean I can depreciate 10% of the equity on my taxes? Or is that, well, how does that work? No, unfortunately, the IRS will say that this is your personal residence and you can never deduct um, depreciation on your personal residence. Okay. So unfortunately, yeah, it's, it's, uh, you lose that. Uh, you definitely lose that depreciation. But you know, one of the good things is, first of all, only 37% of the people in the U.S. actually itemize on their taxes, right? So right. to collect your taxes and interest, you've got to itemize anyway. And now that we've raised the standard deduction, I don't know what that number is from last year, but, but I'm guessing it's substantially less. So there's less people that are going to claim the mortgage interest deduction anyway. But yeah, it is a valid point. You do lose that interest deduction, um, you know, if you were taking it because there is no there is no mortgage, there is no interest associated with the transaction. Okay, um, and then so, gosh, this is this is really this is fascinating for me. Um, let's say, so you gave the example. Hundred thousand dollar home, and I, I kind of like. Like I'm in Phoenix, sure. where you you just you don't buy something for a hundred. It's not Santa Monica, but it's also it's also mm. not Tulsa. Oh, you know. So, sure. what what about? Okay, like you mentioned Santa Monica, like you're not buying something there for under probably seven fifty, and that's for a very small home, right? Um, sure. What's your? I'm assuming that's probably not ideal for Fleck, but what is ideal for you? And like, what are the ranges? That a that a customer of yours would would actually be be in. Look, you know, so there isn't an ideal range, and, and it's really about the customer, not the property. Okay. Um, you know, for instance, if you were, you know, um, you know, a CEO who's now consulting, right? You've got a two year gig. You want to live in a nice home with those two years. You may still want to build equity. You may still want to be a homeowner, but you know, you're not going to live in that next city beyond that. You know, we could be ideal for a relocation program. If you're a, a foreign national and, you know, you want a condo off Central Park South that's going to be $50 million, I mean, that's probably not exactly ideal for us, but, right. you know, we can do it, right? Um, now, obviously, you know, we think our target audience is really going to be, you know, part of the $4 trillion of rented real estate that out, that's out there. People that are displaced from 2008, you know, may not have been able to get on their feet yet, want to own home ownership, and also millennials who may want to skip that starter home and get into something a little bit more. Maybe they can't get a mortgage because they have too much debt. Maybe they, you know, they have a good income, but 
again, the DPIs, you know, kind of messed up. We can accommodate all of that. So, you know, we think that our, our normal buyer is going to be, you know, some combination, and again, not a normal buyer, but we'll see a bifurcation between, you know, people who are renting and more coming into, you know, entry or entry level plus housing and millennials who may be skipping that entry level housing and going to that next level, um, you know, on the lower down payment. But, you know, quite frankly, you know, unless you have an 800 FICO score, you have 20% to put down, you never plan on moving that guy, I'm going to tell you to get a mortgage. Like you shouldn't be with us. That's fine. Um, but you know, for everyone else, the, the convenience factors, the equity portability, the fact that this isn't debt, this isn't going to affect your credit score going forward in a negative way. You know, you have the on the initial and ongoing affordability. There's a lot of people that I think that our product would work for beyond those, those two traditional groups. But, you know, obviously, you know, those are kind of our, you know, our sweet spot as we think about who our customer becomes. Yeah, it's fascinating to me. I mean, I love the way you guys have, you know, reimagined this. I'm sure, I'm sure you, there's a lot of kinks and stuff still to iron out as you guys grow. That's probably the name of your game, right? At this point in, in your growth uh, of, of growing, growing the company. But um, I just love the, I love the idea that you just took something and you flipped it and t- looked at it. Um, you know, it's kind of like the a, a guy who's been a mentor, not, not a personal, I don't know him personally. I just read, read his stuff, listen to his stuff is Peter Diamandis in, in the tech space. And he's always talking, you know, you just got to look at stuff a little bit differently or Dan Sullivan's always talking about, just look at it from a slightly different viewpoint. And I feel like uh, that's what you guys have done. So, all right. So I, I digress. Let, let's go back. So you, we started talking about kind of what that beginning process looks like. What else is there? You started mentioning it. I think you called them a couple. There were there for lack of a better term, F words. I think you said, um, the, you know, you talked about the flexibility. Um, what, what are some of the other things that are like key components that people should know about Fleck and what's going on with what you guys are doing? Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's like, it's, it's the six hurdles, right? The affordability, attainability, flexibility, sustainability, portability and ease. And, and we've, we've kind of hit through, you know, a lot of those. Um, you know, I think that one of the things that, you know, we want to do is, you know, there's definitely an aspect of sustainability, right? I mean, you know, look, I've been in the mortgage industry for, again, you know, real estate mortgage for over 20 years, almost 25 years. And the the mortgage is a tool, right? And, you know, we kind of say it's, you know, a mortgage is a shovel, right? When times are really good, that shovel can look like a backhoe. And when (laughs) times are really bad, that shovel looks like a garden trowel, right? But it's always, it's, it's always a shovel. Um, you know, we wanted to create something that looked more like a Swiss army knife that, you know, fit everybody's different needs that was varied enough that, again, we offer the flexibility that, look, if you want to make standard payments and here's, a, here's my monthly rental payment, here's my ownership payment, and here's an additional equity payment, and you want to do that every month, just like you do with your fixed rate mortgage, great. If you want to pay your rent and your ownership expenses and, you know, wait till you win the lottery to buy, you know, additional equity, okay, fine right? That's okay too. We want to make sure that when we're creating something that again, and from the sustainable part of it, you know, we're qualifying you on the rental. We're not adding debt to you. The average person loses about 20 credit score points when they get a mortgage, just simply because you've taken on additional debt. When with us, you're not taking on additional debt. You're partial owner of an asset day one. And, you know, unlike the rental uh, portion where, you know, we always joke, when's the last time the landlord let you paint the walls? You know, with us, you get to treat the home like it's yours because you are a part owner. You want to paint the walls green? Okay, fine. Maybe not my choice, but that's great. You want six cats? 
Okay, maybe not my choice, but you know, that's fine as well. You know, you get to treat the home, you get to act as if you are the complete owner, just like you do under a mortgage. And you get to, again, the right to sell the home if that's what you want. If you decide it's time to sell, we can't say, hey, wait a second, you know, we think that the property is going to go up another 6% over this six months, you should really hold off. You want to sell, we give you a sell above price, you hit that, you're out, we drag along. You know, so there's, a, there's all those aspects that you get to get the benefits of the traditional mortgage of, you know, kind of treating the property like it's your own. You also get the benefits of renting, meaning you call someone up when something breaks and it's fixed, um, you know, again, and it's all flexible on your schedule. The only thing that's fixed is the first lease we have with you is three years. After the end of that three-year lease, you can roll it one year, you know, automatically. You can say, look, it's the end of the lease. Um, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to be here. And we'll look at options to either buy out your equity or sell your home, uh, depending on what's best. Or you can sign another three-year lease with us. So again, there's all these points of control for, you know, our members as we, as we call them. So, you know, we want to make sure that this is a, this is a part uh, a product that they're invested in. Because again, we think of this as, you know, that potential life cycle product, meaning, you know, I, I was, you know, kind of shocked in a way to find out the number of millennials who want to get a home because they want to have a pet and they can't in their current, you know, environment. And I was yeah. like, well, I get it. I mean, I was surprised by the number being as high as it was. So, you know, you get to home to get the pet and then you add a significant other. Maybe you're doing well, you combine your income, you want to move up. Well, with Fleck, you port your equity to that new home. If you have kids and need to move again, well, you port and you move again. If, you know, if one of the things we haven't talked about because, you know, we're so far from getting to that point, but, you know, once you get over a certain level of equity, you'll actually be able to apply to us to sell back the equity to us. So the kids, you, kids are grown, they go to college, you need to sell some home to pay tuition, you can sell it back to us at, a, you know, at again, the, the same price you can buy it at. Um, you know, if you, the kids are now empty nesting and you're leaving, you know, Tulsa and going to Phoenix, you can, again, port your equity one more time. Now, there are definitely membership fees that will go along with each one of them but they are a fraction of the cost of selling the actual home that you left behind. So how many five and 6% transactions have you left behind in my example, by staying with us through that process. So again, we want to create this to be frictionless as possible. We call it frictionless moving so that you can pick up and focus on you want to, you, you know, where you want to be. And we want that product that grows with our customers so that it's not, Oh, I have to sell home X. I had a great, you know, mortgage experience with Quicken, Wells Fargo, Bank of America, Citibank, put all the lenders in there because I don't want to offend anyone. You know, now I got to do it all over again with them, right? With us, it's more of an ongoing process. We already know how you behaved over the last three years of the lease. Are you performing? Are you a good credit? It makes it easy for us to port your equity to, um, you know, to a new home. And whether that be, you know, across town, across the state, across the country, you know, we ultimately want to offer that to you. Wow, that's uh, that's uh, gosh, it's such a fascinating concept. That's really cool. Um, so you mentioned when, when we we're we we're, when I was asking you kind of about price range, you're looking for um, the tenant or the the partner, the member is your word, uh, not not so much the the price range um, or the 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 city or or, or the town. Um, do you guys? Is there an ideal? Is it really just that? It's that 
group of people that, that are still renting today or maybe should be renting, uh, we'll call them the first time home buyer pool. I know there's a, like, I've, I've got a lot of folks, uh, a lot of friends who are, who are in the space of working with companies, um, that buy just, you know, port, just buy homes for their portfolio in the, mm-hmm. in the hundreds and in, in the thousands to, to rent out. A lot of it is because that first time home buyer, it's, it's the number you mentioned. It's like, they're, I don't know if it's exactly true to that number or not, but a $400 bill wipes out a lot of families, right? It hurts a lot of families. And so there's some talk of, you know, a lot of people who are homeowners maybe shouldn't be homeowners because of that. Um, I think the, uh, the opposite side of that argument is, yeah, but we know that over time, you know, obviously 2000, you know, the crash was the crash, Mm -hmm. Um, but we also know over a given period of time, that's also the the one way that most families in this country make a good portion of their net worth um, yeah. you know, for when they get a little bit later on down the road. So this to me kind of seems like that middle of the road option to be able to kind of have the best of both worlds. Yeah, definitely. And I think you're absolutely true. And one of the reasons that, you know, you know we're a little bit concerned about the millennials taking up home ownership in, in smaller and smaller increments is exactly what you said. The single wealth build, biggest wealth builder in this country are homes. Again, outside of the crash and outside of events over the long term, that's what it is. And so, you know, we definitely see this as, you know, whether it's a middle road or maybe the better road or, you know, we would certainly think of it in, in those terms. Right. Um, it's a way that you get in now. You can start building equity over time, you know, as early as you possibly can but you're still getting to retain all that flexibility, right? We're getting a rent payment for it, right? It's not completely altruistic. We're making a profit when we do this, but you're getting, you know, you're kind of getting to wade into home ownership, if you will, right? You're getting your proportional, you know, equity appreciation along that way. As you're getting, you know, as your job is improving or your salary is improving, you can start putting more money down. You can build it. You drop your rent. You increase your ownership score or the ownership costs. So you're effectively becoming a bigger homeowner. Um, and, you know, and again, you know, we're going to monetize the home price appreciation along the way. So one of the things that we haven't talked about that I think is actually really important um, is that, you know, we say with a mortgage that we have equity, right? We don't really have equity, right? So when you, when you buy your $500,000 home and you put 20% down, you say you have $100,000 equity. But, you know, as you know, in Phoenix, if it falls 20 percent, you have no equity and the bank has, you know, essentially your home. Um, With us, your equity is your equity, meaning it floats with the value of the home. So, you know, akin to, you know, Apple shares, right? Apple can be 318 or whatever it closed at today. It can fall to 250. If it falls to 250, you still owned your 100 shares or whatever it was, and you can buy more at 250. With us, it's very similar, meaning that every year we go out and revalue the property. And I'll, I'll go back to our $100,000 home because the math is really simple and I prefer that. Okay. Um, you know, so in the $100,000 home, our partnership may have $10,000, $10 units. Okay? okay. We want the price to be very small. We want you to think, instead of getting a large pizza on Friday night, I'm going to get a medium and I'm going to buy a unit of my house. That's how granular we want the decision to be. But every year we're going to go out and revalue the home and we'll provide you that valuation. It'll be IAG compliance done by a third party appraisal, uh, appraiser firm, and we'll provide it to you. And that's the new price of your home. So if it says it's $110,000, 
those 10,000 units are now valued at $11 a share. So if you're buying more units from me, you're now paying $11. I'm monetizing the home price appreciation. But the converse is also true, meaning that if that home is now worth 90,000, those equity units are worth $9 and you can buy those units from me at $9. So we're floating with you. So there's no more need for strategic default. There's no more need for, you know, all the things that happen with regard to a mortgage. Do you have some sort of built-in protection on that? Here's what I thought, like, cause I'm, I'm always thinking strategy and gate, you know, mm-hmm. gamification with, with business, right? Um, it, so let's, let's just say you gave the example, you lose 20% of your equity overnight uh, over the course of the year. So I go, Hey, Apple shares are down. I, I've got this extra 20 grand here. I'm going to go buy, like, is there some sort of like, play, would you cut that off at a certain point to protect your, your bottom line? No, we don't. And in fact, you know, so, so we've thought about that. We've thought about the ways to do it, but we also want to make this a true partnership. We don't think generally speaking that we're, you know, looking at another 20 or 30% decline. And over the long term, you know, homes appreciate two to 3% a year, right? Yeah. And if you look at who we're talking about as our main buyer, could someone come in and pick us off and buy the whole thing and I'll lose 20% on one home? Yeah. I mean, it'll happen for sure. Um, but, you know, normally if you're talking about the first time home buyer, the millennial who's, you know, getting into home ownership, you know, will they take another two or 3% for me down 20? Yeah, maybe, right? But now what do I have, right? I have a, I have a customer who's happy with me. They're into the yeah. product. Yeah, I may have lost 20% on those two to 3%, but, you know, are they more or less likely now to sign a subsequent lease with me? Are they more or less likely to want to continue on with Fleck during this, pro- this process? So I think I now have a much stickier customer because they now own more of the home. The home will be better taken care of. You know, so we go through all that. So I, I understand that, yeah, we can, we could definitely take, you know, a hit here or there. Um, but I think in the grand scheme of things, if you, I, I'm, I'm going to get taken advantage of far more with, you know, you buy your home in January, right? It's December. You've realized the property's appreciated 5%. We haven't revalued it yet. You're going to go in and try to buy as much equity as you can in December before I revalue it at the new price. I'm going to get, I'm going to get more, you know, quote unquote, picked off, um, you know, in those types of transactions. And again, we're fine with it. We understand it's going to happen. But again, we now get a stickier customer. We get someone who's happy with the product. I, you know, we just think it's worthwhile. We just don't see this as a, as a downside trade. And if it's, look, if it's long-term, yeah, obviously if it goes down 20 for multiple years, that's a problem. But historically, two things have happened, right? The only thing that goes down in, you know, goes up in a recession is rent. People get forced out of their homes. They end up having to rent. So every new property we buy is going to be at a lower price with a likely higher rent cap. So, you know, again, there's all these push-pull levers. I don't really think of us as a boom or bust kind of company. I think that we do well you know, in any cycle, um, you know, but there are definitely some, you know, some opportunities for the customer to, you know, to pick us off and we're fine with it in the design of the product. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. That makes it, that makes a ton of sense. What, um, let me ask you this, uh, what, what's most misunderstood uh, about what you guys are doing? So I'm sure you're having lots of conversations, whether that be with investors or uh, reporters or, you know, media just in general, what's the most misunderstood thing so far about what you guys are, are doing? Wow. There's uh, you know, there's several and 
they, they all come from, you know, to, to what you were saying before, you know, it's looking at something and shifting it, you know, 90 degrees and being able to see what it is instead of what it was. Um, you know, it's, it's constantly, you know, well, in a mortgage this and a mortgage that, um, you know, we do get a lot of it. How does, you know, how does the payment compare? You know, we've had some reporters ask for a math example. Can we create a math example? And I'm like, look, that's fine. But let's talk about the total cost of home ownership. You know, because I'll, again, with interest rates where they are today, there are not too many rental caps that are lower than interest rates. So if you want to look at just rent to, you know, just mortgage, yeah, I'm going to lose all the time. It doesn't make sense. But if you're coming in with 5% down and I'm paying 95% of the closing costs, um, I'm paying 95% of the home ownership costs, you know, you, you need to start adding those in. And when you look at the total monthly spend on housing versus a mortgage versus us, like we start to look very comparable. You know, it's not that different, you know, when you talk about the total amount and sometimes we're higher and sometimes we're lower. I'd love to say we're always lower, but that's not the case. But then again, it's what price are you going to pay for these conveniences? What price do you pay for equity portability? What price are you willing to pay for being able to call someone at 2 a.m. to come fix the plumbing as opposed to sort it out yourself? And so, you know, I think when you add up the, the total ball, you know, the total package of what we bring, I, I just think it's very different. It's going to be very, very appealing to, um, you know, a large subset of people who, you know, might otherwise think that home ownership is not for them. So, again, to really answer your question, it's, it's really kind of getting people to think outside of the mortgage sphere, right? Everything's always in terms of a mortgage. Well, why do you do this this way? Well, it's kind of necessitated by the product. Well, why don't you pre-qualify people? Well, you know, look, we're going to work to get there but we're really pre-qualifying you on a rent and backing into, you know, the home, the home price. Right. So, you know, it's kind of a reverse, you know, reverse of what you do because, you know, again, you'll, you'll know better than I am, but let's just say that the average rent cap in Phoenix is 7%. Well, you know, what we do is we're going to end up qualifying you for a mortgage for a rent. And we'll, we'll just say it's a thousand dollars to keep the math very simple. And we're going to say the annual rent is, you know, $12,000 what is the, you know, what is the reverse of that cap rate to get you to a price that we're willing to say, you know, this is your, you know, this is the price of the home that we'd be willing to go to. Um, you know, so again, it's, it's thinking about things differently. It's, you know, when you're, when you're shopping for a rental, you're not shopping, you know, necessarily, you're looking at the rent, you're thinking about what you can afford, but you're, you're shopping very differently than you're shopping for a home. And we're trying to basically tailor you know, our needs to who the people we're primarily targeting, which are people who are renting homes or feel like they're on the outside looking in. And they're much more familiar with that rental process or how they go about acquiring a rental, uh, a rental home or apartment than they are buying a home. And so we tailor our processes along those lines. So it's, it's really about, like I said, you know, all the major questions we get are, you know, or the confusion or why do you do it this way? Why do you do it that way? Well, you know, we wanted to bring certain features to bear, and this was the structure that allowed us to bring the most features to bear with, you know, in the most, uh, you know, economically efficient way possible. Uh, let me ask you this, like, how, how big can this get? Like, how, what's the, what's the potential uh, for your company on, on the upside? Well, I, you know, look, I mean, depending on how you view this, I mean, you know, we think there's, depending on what metric you've seen, 
generally people say there's more than $30 trillion worth of, you know, residential real estate in the U.S. Okay, that's our market. Okay, maybe it's not. Maybe it's $4 trillion. That's what's rented uh, in the U.S. Um, I do know that when we look at, you know, what is 0.1% of that, uh, that amount, that would be about 11,000 customers. And if we did that on a yearly basis, we'd be like the 20, 20th largest mortgage originator. So, I mean, I think that there's a huge market for us measured, you know, kind of in the trillions. Um, and there's plenty of room for people who will come with, you know, similar ideas or different ideas, just like there's room for Quicken and Wells Fargo and B of A and, you know, all those people in mortgages. Um, you know, we just are happy that we're able to, to bring this product because what I think, and, you know, again, we've done a lot of, you know, looking across the industry, what our competitive landscape looks like. There's a lot of people pursuing home affordability, right? There are people that will give you 10% down payment for 35% of the upside in your home. There are lots of guys who will say, okay, rent for three years at a premium price. Um, and that premium over market rent becomes credits that will help you get a mortgage in three or five years afterwards. But we're the only guy who says, a mortgage is not the right way to go for a lot of people, right? They're, they're, they're either down payment assistance or bridges to mortgage. We think that the, we think that again, the, you know, to, to keep borrowing your quote now, we just think you needed to turn home ownership on its access a little bit, look at this a little bit differently. And you'll come to a product that we think that makes a lot more sense given, you know, kind of the needs and wants of the millennials and the Gen Z and the post 2008 people who are, you know, locked out or locking themselves out in the case of the millennials and Gen Z. Gotcha. So I'd be remiss if I didn't ask this question and I honest, quite frankly, I just thought of it. So, um, you know, the vast majority of of the folks that listen to this podcast are in the real estate space um, and make their livings like I do as a, as a realtor. Um, Mm -hmm. So you mentioned earlier, not having to work with Fleck, like if I was selling the home, but what, what about the buying process? What if I've got a, you know, okay, if I'm an agent and I, I come across someone and they've got the down payment money, but it, this just sounds like it might be a good fit for them. Is there, yeah. is there room for me to work with you guys? Uh, and again, I've got my real estate agent hat on right now, or is this where, yeah, you know what, it might be, it's going to be good for them, but this is a scenario where I'm not involved at this point. No, I, it's a hundred percent good for you. What, whatever you've agreed to with your customer and you bring that customer to us, you should think about us like a mortgage originator, right? Okay. You're, you're basically just turning them over to us for that process. We, we're not involved with that. We're not going to try to cram down your commission or say, you got to work for less. That's not what we're doing, right? We're, we're here to be, to own homes in partnership with people. And if they come from, you know, from real estate people who you've already made the bid and now we got to figure out how to substitute the partnership in for the person and remove the financial contingency, we want to be working with you. I don't want to do that process. That's not what I'm, that's not what we're here to do. Um, so I think that's, that's something that's really clear. And not only that, um, you know, we would love to get to the point where, you know, we're generating, um, uh, you know, a lot of referrals off of our website. There are people that, you know, need realtors. Yeah. And quite frankly, I'm not, I, we're not trying to remake that market. I'm going to need to offload them to people because even though Fleck is, you know, we're, we're launching in Pittsburgh. I don't know if we, we've even talked about that. And, you know, we're, we're hoping to be in about seven states by the, you know, the call it the middle of this year. We're, my highest and best use is not 
to be a real estate broker and be out there showing you homes, you know, in Pittsburgh or wherever that is, right? We want to get partners. You know, we want to be able to refer people out to you. This person's pre-qualified. This is someone that's good. We have, we have realtors that, um, you know, large realtors that we're talking to who get tens of thousands of rental leads every year and they go straight into the garbage, right? And you know why? Because it doesn't make money for you to pursue renters. Yeah. But if you give them to me and I can qualify them as now a homeowner, and I can give them back to you and I get a membership fee and a new, you know, and a new alliance out of this, like that's a huge win-win for both of us. So I, I don't think of us as, as being any way competitive, you know, with what you're doing. I mean, I think I'm adding potentially millions of homeowners nationwide or millions of, of potential home buyers with whom you can be getting commissions. So, yeah. I, you know, and it's definitely a sensitive subject and we've had some realtors come back at us. Oh, I see you're licensed. Are you, you know, you're going to be hiring brokers. Are you only going to offer this to, you know, to brokers that you hire? And, and I'm like, look, you know, we're, we're going to hire some real estate agents because for when you talk to Fleck about a specific property, we're conducting real estate activities and that person needs to be licensed. Yep. So, you know, we're looking for realtors who want a nine to five job and not selling, you know, not selling homes. And quite frankly, not a lot of them. And we plan on using you know, reciprocal agreements with other states so that they can get other licensing there. So when, you know, Pennsylvania has reciprocity with Georgia, for instance, right? So my Pennsylvania, you know, real estate agents will get licensed in Georgia. And when someone from Georgia comes in, they may be talking to someone in Pennsylvania who has the Georgia reciprocal license, but is allowed to talk to them and, you know, negotiate the lease and do all that kinds of stuff. So we're not, I want to be very clear, we're not coming after your dollars we're trying to add dollars into your pocket by way of increasing home ownership. Yeah, that's cool. So um, love that. Tell me, okay, so you launching in Pittsburgh, you said mm-hmm. goal of seven cities by the end of 2020. Uh, do you have a sense or, and if you do, can you even share that with us where you, where you expect to be this year? So, you know, we can't really get into the, the details. Some of them will also be, you know, kind of funding and licensure specific. Okay. Um, but, you know, again, we'll probably, you know, we, we're, we're licensed in Pennsylvania. We'll roll out in Philadelphia. We want to do it in Pittsburgh. We think we know the process. Like I said, we've been in mortgage and real estate finance for a long time. But until you actually go through the settlement process <laughs> and see how it works and, yeah. you know, there'll be people that come to us that, you know, you, you've got a guy, you, you, the bid was accepted, financing contingency. Oh, no, they can't get a mortgage. What do I do? And we'll get people that get inserted that late in the process and want to become a flat customer, right? So whether you've started with us from day one or you come unto us at the last minute, you know, we're going to have all of that and the process will be a little bit different. And, you know, but we've been, you know, we've been working with a lot of very expensive law firms to make sure we have the right disclosures and, you know, everybody's comfortable because, you know, we do want to make this look a little bit like the, the, the you know, a mortgage buy, right? Yeah. We're used to seeing a TRID document. These are my fees. Well, technically I'm not a credit product. I don't really have to do that, but we're doing that because I want you to feel like this is a process that you're, you know, part of and owning along the way, you know, here's the, you know, here's the disclosure for the partnership. Here's your disclosure for the lease, you know, and we'll piecemeal it out in one pager so that people can, you know, get comfortable with the process. So, you know, again, we're working to make sure that, you know, we, we think we have a recipe that leads to a cake. We want to make sure that when we put the ingredients together, there's an actual cake um, and then we'll start rolling out. But, you know, I would think Philadelphia kind of rolling down I-95, you know, maybe getting to Atlanta by the end of the year 
and then we'll start picking cities and other states, you know, kind of beyond that. But that that's the please take that as only, you know, something more than idle speculation. But, uh, you know, that's uh, that's that's the most likely scenario for us. That's awesome. Well, hey, Todd, I, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule today to share with us. I, I love what you guys are, what you guys are doing. Um, if, if someone listening to this podcast wants to learn more, uh, hear more, is the best place just to go to the website, fleck.com, which is F-L-E-E-Q, by the way, I'll put the, and I'll put that in the show notes. Is that the best place to reach out? Yeah, so it's the best place. And, and Fleck is actually, we didn't, we didn't even talk about this. This is exceedingly remiss of me. Um, Fleck is the com- Fleck is the combination of the words flexible and equity. So flexible FL equity EQ, and that's kind of how we came up, you know, kind of with the name, um, you know, of the product. But that's the best place. Um, you can reach out at info.fleck.com. That's an email that'll go to, you know, it goes to a generic email box right now. But we we generally are answering that pretty quick. And my guess is, and again, this is a little bit more than idle speculation, but we will have a customer service number that gets posted to our website. Uh, my guess is in about seven to 10 days, okay. and you'll be able to then have uh, conversations with varying levels of, of personnel from, you know, just simple entry calls to, I want to talk about Fleck, but not about the specific property, all the way to, I want to talk about Fleck with a specific property, and we'll get you routed to the right person. So all of those things will be, you know, kind of up in play in the next, uh, like I said, week to 10 days. So those would be the best places to be in contact with us. Awesome. Well, uh, again, like I said, I really appreciate you taking the time today. Thanks for being on the show. And um, I hope uh, if there's anything else I could do for you, if there's anything I can do for you or any last uh, last comments you want to share with us before we go, not, now's an opportunity. And uh, again, just wanted to say thanks. No, I appreciate that. No, nothing else. And again, if you, uh, if you get people out there who want to, you know, get in contact with us, you, you've given the way. I, I appreciate the time and the opportunity to uh, tell the flex story in our voice as opposed to, um, you know, the idle speculation we've seen on some of the Internet sites about, you know, how we're uh, how we're going to get everyone. So I do appreciate that. Thanks, Kevin. Yeah, for sure. Have a great one. And we'll talk to you again soon, I'm sure. And action. Hey, it's Kevin and Fred. Do you have a referral for us here in Phoenix? There are 30,000 agents here that you could send them to. Why us? Well, for one thing, we'll keep you updated and you'll never have to track down your commission. We'll also make you look really good to your client. And best of all, it helps us keep all this content free. So go to kevinandfred.com slash referral to make the introduction. We'll take great care of them.